So we have in front of us 15 tanks, fish tanks. <laughs> well, I guess, yeah, if there's fish in them, there's fish tanks, right? They're, I guess. They're tanks. Anyway, we have in front of them and we are going to taste all of the seafood that are in these tanks. Just like, just grab them. We are. We're just going to grab them. Take a bite. We're going to try them and we're <laughs> going to tell you all about it. <laughs> I mean, that's what we do here on top four. This sounds like my nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> there are no fish tanks in the room. We will be talking about seafood, though, because <laughs> it is becoming summertime. The weather is getting warmer. We live on an island, and there is a lot of seafood here. Um, I've been eating seafood my entire life. It started when my grandma would put ketchup on raw clams during, like, barbecues. And I even ate, like, clams that I dug out of the bay myself with my own feet. I've had, uh, <laughs> I was eating swordfish steaks and lobster tails with my dad all when I was a little kid, you know, taking down big giant bowls of steamed mussels with my brother at restaurants. So seafood has been a part of my life forever. I'm also uh, half Portuguese, so... I don't know. I think they eat a lot of seafood. At least I've been told from my family. And my mom was basically the only one that wouldn't eat seafood and disappointed everybody. So well, sorry, mom. I, I, she always says she's so happy that my brother and I took up the love of seafood uh, to make up for her. So here's to Portuguese seafood roots. Woo. Yeah, I was the your mom of my family. Uh, my, my, my Italian side, I'm half Italian. And uh you know, Italians are known for their love of lots of food, including things from the water. And uh, I was not. I was very much like a no seafood at all person. Um, and the what changed that for me was... You haven't had good seafood. Yeah, right. Yeah. The entire time, you know, the whole like, you know, 20 years that we've known each other, uh, the entire time says so like, oh, you just haven't had good seafood because you're from Ohio. Remember yeah. when we went to Charleston and I made you try a mussel and you were horrified by yes. what it looked like and how it tasted and how it felt oh yeah you i i thought you almost would have broken up with me and left during that trip <laughs> if anything that that should show just how much i love you that i did that for you it's true we weren't even married yet and i no? i was willing to do that. That, that that's dedication right there yeah so i i never grew up with seafood being from ohio except for like you know fish sticks fish fillet that kind of stuff you know like like the, the crappy like frozen kind that you get uh, as a child um but I was never into it, and, and therefore, like, as an adult, it was just, you know, this unfamiliar set of flavors and textures for me, and so it was never appealing. Uh, but a few years ago, as as part of my, like, midlife improvement project, I decided I was tired of not being able to go to certain kinds of restaurants or eat certain kinds of cuisines because they were seafood heavy, and I thought that was unnecessarily limiting uh, for me, and I wanted to try to make myself like everything. Part of that was, you know, I couldn't even go to a sushi restaurant because, yes, sushi restaurants do serve food that is not seafood sometimes, um, but almost every sushi roll or sushi type that does not have seafood instead contains avocado. And through some weird fluke of nature, I have a weird stomach allergy to avocados and bananas and I think nothing else. That is limiting enough for me and, and that's, that's like an, enough of an annoyance in my life that uh, I was like, all right, I want to try to like everything else that i can possibly like like everything that doesn't give me some kind of bad reaction i want to i want to hopefully try to like it so that way i can go anywhere eat anything you know if i'm if i'm at somebody's house for dinner and they're serving a certain type of cuisine i want to be able to do everything i want to be able to like everything and so i decided especially you know as we were spending more and more time at the beach 
I decided I'm going to make myself like seafood, damn it. And I did that slowly by just trying it. Every time Tiff would get something, I would try a bite. And I wouldn't order my own yet, but you know, every time she'd get something, I would I would try some. And Which thrilled me to no end because now I yeah. felt like I was like sharing this with you for the first time. And it was so much fun. And I'm just I just want to say, get a little sappy for a second. I'm so proud of you for doing oh, this. Thank you. Like it has been an amazing journey. It's been really fun. I love kind of slightly freaking you out with seafood, but now uh you want if you want to end the story, um, now you eat seafood. Yeah, I and I don't eat all of it super willingly yet um you know some of the the more you know weird ends of things with especially with textures um i'm not super into you know things like um what like oysters and stuff like that like i, I don't not a big fan of some of that you've stuff. had a, you've had oysters a few times and every once in a while you'd be like that wasn't horrible yeah like, but you don't enjoy them right and, which and is there's fine. there are there, there's still a few big things on the list that i just don't like very much but I will. I'm. I'm able to eat them just fine. I, but I wouldn't prefer them. Um, you know. And for me, like on that list is some some big hits like shrimp and salmon. I don't like shrimp and salmon. Um, but if I if that's what's for dinner, I can eat it and be fine. I'm I'm happy to be at that point now. I, I started that journey a few years ago, and now now I'm basically like a functional seafood eater. I can eat sushi. I can eat all sorts of different fish and other random objects from the ocean. And uh, yeah, it's it seems to be a great success. So I'm very happy I did this. I would like to clarify because I know our audience out there is totally far reaching and come from a lot of different backgrounds with a lot of different cuisines. I feel like this list for us is going to be pretty obviously New England seafood heavy uh, with some sushi, you know, uh, sushi influences. And I think so in general, I know there's so much other seafood out there and there's so many other ways to prepare a lot of these various sea creatures because they're not even all animals i mean some of them don't even have heads but like so there is just (laughs) there's a lot of different ways to experience it and and we haven't had everything i mean that's always the you know asterisk qualification on the show is that you can't possibly eat everything we're not um the wire cutter for seafood but would you want the wire cutter for seafood? Because they, they focus a lot on value. Yeah, that's a yeah, you don't okay, value <laughs> and seafood are something that yeah, shouldn't go together. I think if people are getting discount seafood, unless you're like discounting it because you're out there catching it yourself. Right. That's different. That's a different like <laughs> very fresh. <then. laughs> it's very fresh. Uh yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend um bargain seafood shopping yeah i do recommend for anyone who is not into seafood or is like oh i hate that fishy smell or that fishy taste that's bad seafood do not eat seafood where if you go into the restaurant it smells fishy do not buy seafood from a fish market that smells fishy it means they haven't cleaned out their ice it means they they aren't keeping fresh stock it shouldn't smell like anything I mean, there are certain fish that will smell a little bit brinier um, than others, but if it reeks of fish, do not eat there or from there. Yeah, that's a good rule. A good rule of thumb is if something, if you smell fish, that's not good fish in in general. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you think like that is what the flavor people are after and like, what are these crazy people eating seafood? That's not it. It's wrong. There are people with higher tolerances and can have fishier seafood, but in general, it's it's not um that's not ideal and for me honestly a, a good gateway was sushi 
because, you know, first of all, sushi tends to be a higher grade, you know, higher quality ingredients prepared with more care than necessarily you might get in, in a lot of other cuisines in a lot of places. So, like, you're already setting the bar higher by getting, like, you know, sushi from a decent sushi restaurant. Like, that's that alone is is giving you good odds. But also, like, it, it greatly reduces the chance of it smelling fishy because a lot of that a lot of that fishy smell comes from not only getting bad fish, for, but from then cooking it badly as well. Um, and so, you know, sushi kind of avoids a lot of that and kind of gets you into just like it kind of plunges you in the deep end if you if you are like if seafood grosses you out um, because of just the idea that you're eating uncooked fish sounds ridiculous but in practice i found that to be an easier gateway than like getting you know smoked salmon at a restaurant or something like that also a good gateway to help out any non-seafood lovers is like a white flaky fish just to start with like the the white flaky benign fish something like mahi um is a really good starter fish to kind of dip your toe in the seafood waters exactly <laughs> and i'll get to the i'll get to those in a little bit there are probably sea toes that people eat so oh. <laughs> there's some weird stuff in the ocean there is weird stuff in the ocean oh and doing some research for this i found out that like seaweed and other sea vegetation is technically seafood I, I expected that to be the case. Like, I, I know people don't think, you know, if you if someone says name a seafood, not a lot of people would probably say seaweed. Seaweed, even though, kelp, like all those yeah, kind of things. Even though, you know, if you eat, if you eat sushi, there's a, there's a pretty good chance that it's wrapped in seaweed a lot of the time or there's some somewhere in there in the middle. Like, it is a, you know, there's all sorts of, uh, you know, plant life to consider as well. But um, anyway, do you have any honorable mentions? Yes. I mean, I absolutely do. Um, I had a really hard time making this list. There are certain seafood things that I actively do not like or have never tried or the texture and like the visual of it upsets me, like something like a gooey duck, which we've seen on cooking shows. Are those those oh. giant like phallic leak looking things? They are like gigantic clams. And then so like the so we also have had steamer clams, which have like this big phallic. Phallus. <laughs> phallic looking foot that like sticks out of it it's that but insanely large so of all the things that i've tried the size of your arm large of all the things that we've tried steamers were were some of the hardest for me to get through i i did not enjoy those i did not either um and so like i said i've been eating seafood my whole life and people around us who live here love steamer clams no 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 yeah i the and the idea of like just take that and make it a lot bigger that does not sound appealing to me at all i'm probably missing some part of the appeal here but yeah that's that's not an area that i that i really want to explore that much further yeah no um so uh, with that said my honorable mentions are pretty benign because all right so i decided to catalog my top four versus my honorable mentions based on how useful diverse um, of like cooking methods and accessible kind of they are so like the obscure things that i might like that are only good to me in like one way i kind of uh i kind of push those down the list also boringness like there is you know shrimp you're just kind of boring like yeah okay i'll honorable mention you a little bit here but shrimp you're kind of boring like you are the chicken of seafood it, 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 I think that's already a slogan taken by tuna. It is, but but, but honestly, it, that's I would say that's, tuna a, that's a wrong. Is way better than chicken. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I think the I think the chicken of seafood is whitefish. I don't know because like shrimp. Okay, so this is why shrimp is the chicken of of seafood because you can eat it raw, <laughs> right? 
No, you can't uh, eat chicken raw. Nope. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I was going to go somewhere with this, and now it's going horribly wrong. But anyway. Um, <laughs> the analogy is falling apart immediately. <laughs> it, yes, it withstood one second of thought. <laughs> um so but yeah uh, i like shrimp i like shrimp on a lot of things i love shrimp in i love cajun shrimp in my bloody marys um olive shrimp a lot of different places in a lot of different ways but i do not want it on my list i it's it's just so just there it's there it's just like there um i also have calamari on my honorable mention list it is octopus or squid i can't remember i don't know anyway i do like it with the tentacles because they're crispy but i only like calamari like fried calamari so i don't really care for it in any other sense i mean maybe maybe naked the little naked rings would be okay like in some butter sauce and stuff that'd be all right um also mussels i only really like mussels in like wine sauce so these are like those two very specifically, I'll feel like them and I'll get them, but that's as far as they go for me. And shrimp is just too boring. Hmm. I'm surprised to hear that because I, I, know, I know you like shrimp, like, but well, I guess maybe Shramps. I maybe I overestimated how much you like shrimp. <laughs> I mean, yes, I love shrimp. I do love shrimp, but I'm not going to put it in my top four seafood list. Like, if I was never allowed to have shrimp again, I think I would be like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. But I have it all the time. I have chicken all the time, but I wouldn't put chicken like as my number one like go to kind of what would we catalog chick just meat? I don't know. Yeah, that, it's called a meat. Yeah, <laughs> that there is a category for these things. Bird. I mean, if we ever do like top <laughs> land four, food, top four land foods. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't add chicken to. My, oh, maybe I would. Oh my! I could talk myself it's in see, or out of is... anything. All right, so. <laughs> your honorable mentions get me away from the shrimp train my honorable mentions you're gonna hate this oh is it shrimp no it's all the stuff that goes around the fish in seafood dishes so what? it's all it's the sauces it's the, the lemon the butter the garlic the dressing That's like just the, food. the vegetables just... and then you know and then you know, in sushi i love like i love the seaweed and the rice and the soy and the wasabi and all that stuff like all the vegetables they shove in there i love all the stuff that goes with seafood in most cuisines that serve it. And that's, this is one of the reasons why... Wait, you why, like seafood accessories? Yes. This is one of the reasons why I was so motivated to teach myself to like seafood is that so often I'd be looking at a menu, you know, like it's if you're in like one of those nice restaurants where there's only like three or four entrees to choose from, and the seafood dishes would have all the other stuff around them that I liked the best. and But I wouldn't end up getting them because I didn't like the main seafood protein part. And I, I always regretted, like, man, I, I wish I could have, like, you know, that sauce and those vegetables, but I guess I'll just have this boring chicken dish instead. And and with sushi, too, like, one of the reasons I got into sushi is that I liked all the other flavors of the sushi. Like, all the, the cuisine of sushi, like, I liked everything else about it except the fish. And so that's that's what kind of pushed me to, to go further into this. Um, and so that's what my honorable mention is. All the other stuff that is on or around <laughs> the seafood is so good usually, and it's usually so much more in my flavor wheelhouse than like the accessories that go with the meat dishes. All right, I'm going to let you do this. <laughs> I don't agree with you because, I mean, part of the fun of seafood is all of the extra stuff. Like, that's what eating a meal is is like yeah, when, well, when people I cook for like... you or like you know you go out to restaurants the whole 
the the whole flavor thing like that is cooking <laughs> well but in a lot of ways like certain seafoods like like oysters for instance oysters are so dependent on like the barrage of stuff that you're like you know smothering them with and that's really what you're there for i feel like with the oysters you know and, like there's there are certain things about seafood like you know or you know things like you know crab cakes where like i mean yeah there's some crab in there somewhere but you're mostly there for the cake you know like it's it, there's i think there's, there's a lot of that in seafood where like certain things that are either just either just have weird flavors or textures by themselves uh or maybe it's just hard to get a lot of them or they're expensive or whatever like they're they're blended into larger things that are often very very good in their own right based on only having a relatively small amount of the seafood in it and then the rest is like the rest of the appeal is like all the other stuff see when i eat seafood dishes even when they have all the other stuff i'm there for the seafood flavor element that's fair like that is part like that's part of why it's so good if you take out the lobster from the lobster roll you just have like mayonnaise and bread like it's just i mean that is the foundation for lots of bread and butter i mean like but that's a different meal like it's a different thing (laughs) but there are a ton of sandwiches where it's just like bread and mayonnaise mixed with some kind of protein that is good in some way like that's that's a common thing there's Uh, value also uh don't at me about what a real lobster roll is there's lots of different ways to eat a lobster roll yes there's like the main way and there's uh, literally the state main like m-a-i-n-e oh that (laughs) (laughs) glad you clarified um and well that is the main the main main way right (laughs) is the way but I also there's lots of other ways. We were having a podcast that will mostly that, that will be maximally confusing to transcription software. Whatever. Everything <laughs> everything we say, don't yuck our yum. Exactly. Or do it and make it funny. If you're gonna do it, make yeah, it really yeah, funny. That's that's the rule. You you can make fun of us only if it's funny. <laughs> All right. We are brought to you this month by DoorDash. Oh, we're sponsored. Yeah. And you know, if you want suppose you want sushi. And someone else wants other seafood, or someone else wants land food. Some someone's <laughs> craving for yeah. land food. <laughs> there is something for everyone on DoorDash. DoorDash can connect you with the restaurants you love right now and right to your door. You can even now get grocery essentials with DoorDash too. Drinks, snacks, other household items can be delivered in under an hour. Ordering is super easy. You just open the DoorDash app, choose what you want from wherever you want or whatever ocean you want, and your items will be left safely outside your door with their contactless delivery drop-off setting. Imagine if you're out there, you're cooking fish, and you don't have a lemon. Oh my god, that's like you can't a crime. Just, you can't just leave the fish. You need to call someone to bring you that lemon. Yeah, yeah. DoorDash can get it to you in under an hour. It's amazing. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your neighborhood go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Popeye's, Chipotle, Cheesecake Factory, and so much more. We have personally used DoorDash, and we continue to use it whenever we are in one of their service areas and we want some food because it's really good. It's like it's it's just nice to just not have to think about, oh, crap, you know, we just came in. We don't have any food in the fridge. We're busy. We don't want to, like, figure out anything else. Just get DoorDash and you, you tap an app in three seconds and you have a meal come to your house like shortly afterwards. It's kind of magic. It's amazing. So you can get 25 percent off and zero delivery fees on your first order of 15 dollars or more by downloading the DoorDash app from the App Store and entering code top four 2021 at checkout. That's 25% off up to a $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code TOP42021. Don't forget that's code TOP42021 for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. Our thanks to DoorDash for their support of this show and Relay FM. 
And we are brought to you this month by another show here on Relay FM called Pictorial. If you like this show, there's a good chance you'll like Pictorial. We all love art in some form or another. I love art in you some form art. or another. <laughs> Many forms. <laughs> Learning the history behind the most influential art or the art behind video games doesn't just belong in expensive classrooms and museums. You can join hosts Quinn Rose and Betty Chen as they talk about the most interesting parts of art history. And what's interesting is that neither of them went to art school. They break down the elitism surrounding beautiful art stories by sharing what they've learned about art every other Tuesday. Quinn is a podcast producer, who we know, she's awesome, uh, who is passionate about recognizing the artistry of both low and high art. And Betty is a building design manager who's also spent years guiding tours at the Art Gallery of Ontario. If you are interested in learning more about art with them, why not start with episode 26 on flag design in North America? That's always a fun one. Oh, we should do flags. Yeah. Or maybe episode 15 on the most famous stolen artifacts in the British Museum. So check Wait, it out. Wait, that sounds really cool. <laughs> I know, right? It's, it's, it's a good show. So you can find Pictorial to listen and learn yourself at relay.fm slash pictorial or search for Pictorial wherever you get your podcasts. Hopefully overcast, hey? But we'll see. Anyway, go listen We're to We're plugging all the things today. <laughs> yeah, go listen to Pictorial. It's fun. So thank you to Pictorial. All right. So top four rankings. What is your number four? I have two number fours. I am surprised. <laughs> This is my surprised voice. <laughs> I like how you translated that to this audio medium. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't decide. I couldn't decide. I like them for two different reasons. And I hate them for two different reasons. <laughs> okay. So they are um, not friends in the sea. I, I I don't know if they really know each other or they talk or, or you know, maybe they go to different parties. Are any of these friends? Like are, are are the sea are any of the seafood types friends with each other? You think it's it seems like in the ocean it's kind of everyone for themselves. Um, I mean sometimes you see like certain shell creatures attached to other creatures, like when they wash up on the beach dead. I I suppose yeah, but I mean it, you like could argue periwinkles are friends with the dock, and uh, <laughs> like, there's like friends or parasites. It's a fine line <laughs> <laughs> in the sea. Parasites are our friends. <laughs> They're st- you're stuck with them because <laughs> they're stuck on you. Um, I guess I guess if well, we eat fish eggs separate from the fish, so they're kind of friends. That's because we don't want them to see that we're eating their eggs. Mm. That's kind of bad. So yeah, they they come from different <laughs> classes and families. Um, but anyway, all right, I'll break it down. Well, one I actually literally have to break down, and that's a lobster. I have lobster as my number four, along with clams. All right. The reason is because I do not like raw clams anymore. I used to when I was a kid. I do not like them anymore. It's just too much. But clams are amazing seafood because they are so fun and good in all different ways. It's fun to get baked clams. You can get clam chowder. Like clam sauce is such a iconic flavor fried clams these are all there's like a lot of different ways to have clams and now i'm like talking up clams when i was just um putting down shrimp for kind of the same thing but i don't know clams kind of feel hipper like it feels cooler to order clams you feel like you're more in the seafood crowd but i don't care for them raw so that's why they're like teetering they're trying to like push up into that number four slot Next to what I have is lobster. 
Lobster, again, super iconic seafood. And I love the various lobster dishes. I love lobster flavor. I like having a whole lobster, although like the inside parts are kind of um, the bad inside <laughs> parts. The the good inside parts are really good. Um, but lobster can get kind of like old or, or dated feeling in a lot of things. Or they throw lobster into like mac and cheese and they're like, it's lobster mac and cheese. So... It's like clams and lobster both have the same problem and that they're like really seafood fun and iconic and classic, but they can be done like boring and bad at the same time. But I don't know if I could continue like whenever I make these lists, I think like everything that doesn't make the list I can never have again. And I can only like (laughs) enjoy things from my list. Like it's like desert island kind of thinking, right? I don't think I could live without lobster or clams. So that's why they're there together. Well, the good thing is nobody's making you do that. <laughs> hey, may, in my mind palace. That's... All right. My number four is scallops. Um, this is something that I, I I was kind of surprised that I liked them because I what's nice about them is that they are like kind of a more interesting texture and you know subtle flavor compared to like you know a a regular whitefish um but they're not super strongly flavored and they are usually prepared with everything i like like scallop dishes so often that's the thing that that was like that was on the menu that i didn't like before that i would just want everything else you you have like you know cream sauces peas brussels sprouts bacon like all you know like all the stuff that they usually put with scallops is it that's like it's so often all my favorite stuff. And so that's, that was one of my early entries into the, into the genre. And, uh, and I'm glad I did that. And, and I ended up developing a, a taste for them. I don't love them so much that I would choose them every time if they're on a menu. Um, but I like them as like an occasional fancy treat uh, with, with all the, you know, usually fancy rich stuff they're served with. I completely agree with you for all those reasons. And that's why I put scallops as my number two. All right. <laughs> yeah, I also love scallops. I They have a different flavor than other seafood. There's something about them. Oh, oh, okay, this is where we probably should have done a little bit of a blind seafood test. Because now I'm really curious if I had a blindfold on, if I could mm-hmm. distinguish between the different types of seafood. Right now, I think I can. I'm more confident about that than I was about the egg bagel situation. Um, (laughs) And so, but I keep being reminded of that fateful day (laughs) where I could not distinguish an egg bagel from a plain bagel when I was so sure Mm -hmm. that I would be able to. Would I be able to distinguish a uh, scallop from a clam from shrimp if it was kind of like cut up similarly like it wasn't a texture thing versus a muscle also i think so i think they all have very different flavors i think i might be even even able to be able to do that like i, I couldn't do that for all seafood but i i bet within that group i could probably do okay it. so if you say you can do it then i kind of trust that it can be done because- Although, but texture is a big part of it though like if you, you'd have to like you know dice it or something to really make it like not to make texture not seem like a a major part of the equation Uh, another thing why i wanted to put scallops so high on my list is because they when they are cooked right and they're like seared in that butter sauce or oil or Mm -hmm. whatever however they are they get this like amazing um it's like a what's it like caramelized or that's it that's it um they get this amazing caramelized crust on one side and it is so good 
they are creamy and then they have that little bit of a crust. They're almost like fish creme brulee. Like it's so <laughs> tasty. Mm-hmm. And also you can have them raw. They're very good raw. Um, if you have them in like a ceviche or something. And um, I don't think I've ever had them raw. I mean, you can. Next I, time I, probably, I order it, I'm sure yeah, you'll I'll try have some. Uh, so I feel like they have um, they have a lot more about them. They feel like much more of like a full meal. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that. I, I love scallops. So. Yeah, and I feel like like you know all the the cooking methods of them, you almost treat them like steak. Yes, and, and like and the texture and you know the way you have like you know the 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 caramelized outside and or whatever you know, whatever it's called and and you have you know the, the more tender inside and you you can kind of cut them like steak. They they kind of feel like steak in your mouth. Like and I feel like that's that's part of their success. Like you know a lot of seafood you have to be you have to treat it fairly delicately in the cooking process or it falls apart or weird stuff happens. Um, whereas scallops, it seems like. You can you can treat those a little bit more, you know, rough and you know stir them up with stuff or you know cook them really hard in a certain way. And well, no, you can't overcook a scallop. Not overcooking, I'm saying, but like it seems like they tolerate uh, a lot more uh, like different techniques in the cooking process mm. without like breaking apart or something, so that you can you can you can do like you know cooler stuff like that. I'm not a cookist, so I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but no, you can't overcook a scallop. Overcooked scallops are terrible. Oh, but agreed. They do come in like a wide variety of sizes, and I feel like the tiny ones and the bigger ones they taste completely different. Okay, not completely different. They still taste like scallops, but like they have a different um, texture and uh, uh, viscosity. No, I don't want to say that at all. I mean, like, <laughs> that's not. It's not. It's not the viscosity. The tiny ones <laughs> are tastier and tender, more tender. Whereas, like the big ones, if they're cooked badly, they can be tough. Yeah, that's true. All right, so that was my number four, and your number two, and four, and your other number four. It's hey. so. What's your number three? <laughs> my number three is oysters. All right, all right. I like a weird seafood. I think it's so. <laughs> you got one there. It's 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 weird enough, but everyone has them. I am picky about my oysters. I really like West Coast oysters, which kind of stinks that I live on the East Coast. But I find West Coast oysters to be a little bit less briny. And um, so I, I tend to order them if I have like an oyster menu in front of me if we we're like at an oyster restaurant, which yeah. there's a great one in Grand Central if anyone wants to go there. Um, and... Uh, so yeah, oysters are great, but I always feel like you need an oyster friend to eat them with. Like ordering a big plate of the pageantry of oysters mm-hmm. that like descend on your seafood table. It's a lot to be presented and be like, I'm the only one at the table <laughs> who will be eating these oysters. And you're sitting there like, you have to like swallow them. You can't even like chew them. It's a it's a whole disgusting thing. And like you need someone there with you to be like a partner in eating oysters whether it's a friend or lover i believe you definitely need an oyster friend because taking down and they only come in like a half dozen or a dozen so it's like it's always a big plate you can't just be like oh yeah shuck me two oysters that'll be great like right. well and like they come weird. with so many accessories and everything the way they're presented usually it's it's a massive plate on the table oh yeah and, they, and like they put it in the middle of, and then like you know but if, if it's only like two people eating it or one it's kind of you kind of like got to shove it over make room yeah they have this big metal dish full of ice and then you have like all the shells halved and all the sauces also <laughs> and to the people at the table who don't like oysters this is the most disgusting thing they've ever seen well they look like <laughs> snot in shells like they look so gross they really (laughs) do and 
if you don't like the flavor of oysters, you're not going to like oysters. Also, um, oysters are number three for me. You would probably think that they would have been higher because whenever there are good oysters on the menu, I order them. Um, if I have a friend, uh, or if I'm feeling crazy, like, (laughs) (laughs) um, they're all, because I only like them raw. I don't like cooked oysters. I don't like um, when they fry them. I don't like when they bread them. I don't I don't like I don't like other kinds of oysters because I really think that they should be swallowed and not chewed. And when you try and chew an oyster, the texture is just so upsetting that I want nothing to do with it. So it's like I, I don't think that that's wrong because just, you know, kicking back an oyster is kind of the way to do it. Like you shoot them like a shot. So, yeah, that's why they're my number three. I love chimichurri sauce with my oyster or something really vinegary. Mm. I like that. I think it, the flavor of the oyster and the brine, um, the like the liquor that's kind of in them is is great complement with something vinegary. And that's another thing. If you get oysters and someone shucks them badly and dumps out all of the briny liquid that's in the oyster shell, it's not as good. Like they dry out and they're not great. So you need to be at a restaurant and and a place that you can order oysters confidently and knowing that they're going to keep that in the shell without having like little shell shards everywhere. All right. My number three is a boring staple, cod. Cod. Oh, no, your friend's going to be so mad. Yes. Cod. Oh, sorry, Eileen. Cod is not an exciting choice here. And to any seafoodist out there who is a lifelong experienced seafoodist, this is going to be like just the like the most boring choice. It's like, you know, choosing like saltine crackers is one of my favorite foods. Like it's a totally boring choice. However, there are many delicious seafood preparations and dishes that are less about like the the like fine taste of the fish and more about like you just want a giant block of white fish to do something with you know whether it's like fish and chips or you know something like that or you know like you just want a big block of white fish and cod is a really good choice for that it works really well it's consistent it's very widely available uh and if you just want to like you know introduce more fish into your life in a way that's relatively inoffensive and versatile i feel like that's a very very common choice and so, yeah, my number, my number three, cod. So sorry, everyone. <laughs> I, I'm not upset that it's boring. I'm not like I like whitefish. I like cod. But we recently learned from an Agler friend of ours that cod isn't really the um, the nicest fish, the to nicest <laughs> fish to eat. Yeah, that they have a lot of uh, bottom feeder problems. So that's why I'm judging you a little bit, even though I also really like cod. Yeah, it's still really delicious. All right, what's your your number two? We already covered scallops. Scallops. So right. we should probably do your number two, right? Because we didn't get there. We I should. The gun. And in fact, my number two. Or I jump the shark. Oh, different meaning though. Yes. Yeah, uh, my number two is another boring whitefish, oh, but no. I think the best of the boring whitefish, the mahi. Okay, so you have cod and mahi on your list well mahi is a better version mahi is like you know you wouldn't you probably wouldn't make like fish and chips out of mahi though that might be kind of a waste of is a that mahi. why you have the cod because you just want to make sure you have a fish and chips option well that's, that's one reason yeah like if you want like a boring a boring whitefish thing that you can you know fry or do whatever you want with i feel like cods are really good one for that it's, it's it's usually a step up from like the pollock that they usually do in like frozen fish fillets and stuff like that i mean uh, could you have a mahi fish and chips you could it would be delicious probably you think it would be good 
Mahi's a little bit um, crumbly, flakier. Yeah, mm. I, I, that might that might work. It might not. But anyway, Mahi's my number two because if you want to like fancy up a white fish, you want to have like you know a, a really good preparation. You know, maybe like as like a of just like a big fillet with sauce or on a sandwich or something. Mahi, I feel like is the best white fish I have had. Uh, and I haven't had a ton of them, really. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not that much of a fish expert <laughs> since I've only been eating, eating seafood for like three years. But um, yeah, I feel like mahi is like if what you want is a boring white fish, but done really well and the ability to take on lots of different preparations and sauces and other things, I feel like mahi is it. And whenever mahi's on the menu, uh, there's a very good chance I will order it. I mean, talk about having good accessories. Mahi right. gets dressed up with all those like fancy tropical fruit chutneys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or or you know, just you know, like ni- like nice kind of you know butter kind of cream kind of sauces. You know, always good vegetables with it. You know, it's it's just it's a it's kind of because mahi doesn't bring a ton of its own flavor to to the plate. Uh, you get it gets dressed up with really good stuff. I always picture mahi as kind of like the bird of paradise of fish, like that. It's kind of like flamboyant and beautiful. Even though I can't, I don't think I would be able to draw you a mahi if you asked me. I, I would no draw it as like a like. big white square. <laughs> also, I mean, like yeah, like part part of why part of why I like these, you know, like the large fish is because I am not enough of a carnivore, pescivore. What? I, I don't know. I'm not enough of a of an animal, you know, bloodthirsty eater to want to be reminded of the reality of the animals I'm eating. A flesh yeah. consumer. Right. Like, I <laughs> I don't want my seafood to be served to me whole. <laughs> like, I don't want to have to, like, pick the bones out or, like, you know, cut a fish's head off or anything. I want a rectangle of protein served to me in a nice way. That's what I... It's, I, I, it's the same thing with land-based animals. I don't want to be reminded of the, of the, you know, reality of this. And so the the further it can be from that, the better. <laughs> That's why, part, the part why sushi is so good. Right, because like sushi looks nothing like the fish that you're eating, <laughs> and you know, but as you get bigger and bigger in scale, as you scale up to like you know large fillets or whatever, I think you need larger fish to do that in a way that doesn't look like you're eating an entire fish. Uh, and so, yeah, mahi is is up there for me. So I'm, I I have, I have no idea what they look like. Don't care. I'm guessing they're pretty big fish, and that's all I need to know. That was a band from the '90s. That was real big fish. Oh. All right. Number one. Number I, one. I bet we have the same number one because neither of us have mentioned it yet. All right. Should we say it on three? Wait, so it's like one, two. Th- <laughs> uh, I hate uh, I hate counting the three with other people, but sometimes it's necessary. All right, let's figure Just this out. Just say it. What is it? No, no, we have to say it together. <laughs> <laughs> Just skip all this. Oh, my God. You're killing everybody. <laughs> no, you love it. Shh, it's funny. Oh, my God. Um, Ready? One, two, three. Tuna. tuna. Yep. Hey! <laughs> it's got to be tuna. It's got to be tuna. Yeah. I love tuna. I love tuna because you can have tuna any way. There are so many different ways to have tuna. There are so many different kind of variations of tuna. There's like, although I'm not 100% sure what white tuna is when you get it in sushi restaurants. I don't know if they do anything strange to it or it's genuinely like a different type of tuna. I don't know what, I don't know the different types. All I know is tuna is a type of fish that we really enjoy. I didn't want to research it too much and ruin anything for myself. So I avoided (laughs) that. Smart. Um, I'd rather just not know and... (laughs) be happy that it just keep good. getting the different colored rectangles of tuna right <laughs> somehow right. arrive um but yeah so i love tuna in every single form i like tuna steaks i like seared tuna i like raw tuna i like uh ceviche tartare i like it in the tuna 
poke. I never know mm-hmm. how to say it. Poke? Poke. I don't know. Someone actually tell us how to say this because I cannot figure out how to say it. Well, this. first, everybody work it out amongst yourselves. Agree on one. And then right. tell us that one. It's like Euro gyro. Because we've, like, we've heard it both ways from lots of people. It's like, I understand it's called a Euro, but I'm not Greek. So I feel odd saying that. And so I'm going to say gyro. Anyway, um, yeah, sushi, seared, ev- every kind of tuna is good tuna. I even I've like never- canned tuna. Right. Like, oh, that's right. Tuna salad, canned tuna. I don't even, I don't even know if it's oh my gosh, even the that's same the fish. Same tuna. Is it the same if assuming it's the same fish or at least maybe a closely related oh, fish wow. i even like that why did i forget about that <laughs> tuna <laughs> yeah. noodle salad tuna right. casserole like there's yeah. always a good tuna but like yeah i like fancy restaurant tuna Tuna's the best it just is the best it's it's so good if you're out at any seafood restaurant and you don't know what to get like tuna is always a good fail safe because it's kind of difficult to cook it really badly uh unless the fish the meat itself is bad but that's a different problem yeah um i even think like when it even i like it more towards the raw side than super cooked but even if it is more cooked it's still good yeah i'm with you like that's because for all, if I, I had versatility as like my main reason is like i also like every form of tuna i've ever had and there's like, so many different ways <laughs> and sauces and accessories. You could have almost nothing mm-hmm. and just have lemon with it. You can have like wasabi, ginger, all kinds of piled up avocado sauces, everything like on some crazy, um, you know, sushi roll from that has like 15 th- different ingredients. Mm-hmm. And it's still good. Yeah, there could be like, they could dice it. They could have it leave it whole. They could be spicy tuna. They mm-hmm. like there's all sorts. There's so many oh, different ways to do Sesame seared. Ooh. Right. And, you know, soy glazed, uh, you know, put it, you know, it, it just it's such a versatile fish and it's widely available and it's usually pretty decent. Like it, it can be amazing, but I feel like like if, if you're at a new a new restaurant that, that you at least know is good enough to cook you seafood without making you sick, like I feel like. If there's a tuna thing on the menu, that's a pretty safe bet. It's probably going to be pretty good. And it's I, I just I love tuna. I, I look forward to it. Like a lot of a lot of other seafoods I haven't reached like the love stage yet where like I, I would have it, but I'm not looking forward to it. Whereas tuna, I look forward to same with mahi, honestly. Uh, but yeah, like I actually I look forward to these and, and tuna, I think, is the best one. It is by far the most versatile of, of everything we've talked about. Uh, from from canned all the way up to like fine sushi it's just really good it's so pretty too like yeah when you get like a, a bowl of raw tuna or tuna ceviche or like anything like that it's it always looks so pretty and bright like it has this amazing like pink color to it it's not and like so right now is it salmon colored it's kind of salmon colored it's darker yeah, but it's it's just very pretty. And now what we know of like salmon and how like you don't get the right color and they fill it with dyes because it's like farmed and it can't become the real color or people are used to one color because it was dyed. And so they're like weirded out by like real salmon. Salmon has a lot of there. There's a lot of baggage with salmon. <laughs> I'm really happy that we don't like salmon. Like neither yeah. of us like it. Yeah. And so that therefore it's never really around. I feel like tuna is the salmon without the baggage. <laughs> It's also just better. It's like the healthy fish that's been to therapy. It knows who it is. It's like, you oh know, feeling life. It's it's real good. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I love you, Tuna. <laughs> yeah, me too. You're pretty cool. <laughs> Big Tuna. <laughs>